great if you were like boat creeping because I'm on the boat <laughs> with Mew right now, and which is kind of cute. Uh, she's actually here, uh, technically with us while we're recording the show, just like old times, which is very exciting. Tell her to say and something to me. She's not going to say anything because she's playing fucking Dofus, and I'm like, come on, <gasps> Mew. You got to come and say mew, mew, mew. And she's like, but, but daddy, I'm in a battle and, and I can't, it can maybe after the battle. And I'm like, okay, so at some point, mew will finish her battle and then come over and you mew. Tell her that I am offended. No, I'm not going to tell her that. <laughs> tell her that. I'm not going to tell her that because she gets guilty. She will come over when her battle's done. You and know, we what will the, love her for it. Let me tell you something guilt can what? be a good thing. But look at that. You just now, you just, she just heard all of this. And now she's, look, she's coming over. Mew. Hi, cutie. <laughs> mew, 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 mew. Yes, I miss you too. Now go back to your game, you sweet little girl. <laughs> she's so adorable. Aww. It's very lovely to have uh, Mew in the same room with me. It's kind of, well, you know, after five and a half years or five years or how long we've done the podcast, you know, Mew's always there and, and usually she's doing something and assisting or, uh, you know, making, and now she literally has half a loaf of bread hanging out of her face. (laughs) (laughs) What? Mew likes holla bread. And so she, she just very non-gracefully went over and she doesn't, like bother to get a knife to cut it with or anything she literally just rips a piece off with her hand and it was this huge piece that was literally <laughs> half the size of her head and she just had it <laughs> aren't you her, her daddy mouth. shouldn't you be over there toast cutting off a slice toasting it buttering don't, it, don't you some start jam daddy shaming me i made her tea <laughs> this morning i made her come yesterday i did lots of daddy things she i cuddle her and pet her but let her let her just Face fuck the holla bread, okay? <laughs> just let her have it. was just funnier than shit. I wish I could have had a picture of that. <laughs> oh my God, Kathy. What? We get to do a show. Yes, we do. I was very excited. I got on this morning and there's no boogie. I'm all, why? He must be recording with some other co hosts. <laughs> yes. yes, I'm two timing co hosts on you, Kathy. <laughs> but that's not what's exciting. What's exciting is A, I'm on a boat, motherfucker! <laughs> I'm recording perverted podcast on a boat. Yay! So, uh, yeah, the, the mom had to go get some dick of her own, so she went with her boyfriend. And, it's a and, good thing she doesn't listen to this show. You know what? You're right. You're absolutely <laughs> right. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, Please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Hello and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording live from Creative Explorer's Kitchen and Muse Boat, I'm Kathy. I am Count Boogie, and God damn it, so much fun to be had. I'm having a great time now in this kind of accidental visit that I'm at Muse, but we had, Kathy, I just got to jump right in to an exceptional time a couple days ago. The fun stuff to talk about 
was a few days ago when Mew came out to visit me. And because it's summer here in the loss of Ainge, and we haven't been lizarding in a couple years. You know, we've talked about it on the show a couple years ago. Mew and I, like one of our things that we do together is we make little sticks with little fishing line nooses on it. And, and we go and we catch lizards and take pictures and, and it's a lot of fun. And, and I just realized laugh. something. I'm sorry, <gasps> but I have to interrupt. <laughs> what? You have to. This have is to... why you guys like Pokemon because you like capturing little creatures. This just, this just, bam, this was just epiphany just, for Kathy. Just hit me, man. Just, just hit. Well, I'm glad. And it is true. <laughs> like fishing, catching lizards, going somewhere and seeing if you can catch it. Yeah. I mean, Pokemon Go is a much cleaner version of fishing or catching or hunting or, you know, that kind of thing. So it's like because it's random and you go all over the place and you don't know if it's going to be there or not. And you don't know if it's going to be shiny. And then you got to kind of throw it on the screen. You got to do a little spin thing to try to catch it. So it's like casting a fishing rod, you know. So, yeah. Wow. So we caught one and, and then it, you know, it was on my shirt and it was just very active, but lizards will either acquiesce to like, okay, fine, fucking eat me. Or they love your warmth so much that they literally just kind of close their eyes and like get mellow. Some of them. And mm-hmm. they're like, like it just stayed with me for like 10 minutes. I just, you know, I just kind of petted it a little bit and then you turn <laughs> it on its back and you pet its tummy and it's like, okay, you're obviously not eating me right now. Maybe you're just prepping me for a meal <laughs> later, but you know, uh, fuck it. You're stroking my fucking ass. You know, I'm going to just hang out. And so the, sometimes they'll just like not do, and sometimes you'll put them down and instead of running away, they'll just look at you and they'll be like, wait, you were, you were petting me. You know, I don't get that in nature a lot. I don't usually have 17,000 foot giants pick me up and start petting me in the wild. So what, what's up? Can I roll over and you can get my junk, my little lizard oh, junk? Oh, tell me you did not rub lizard give junk. Me a, give me a little lizard uh, little lizard handy there. You know, I'm sure they can. I mean, they're, they have big claws, you know. That's like you, you don't picture lizards masturbating very effectively oh in nature. God. So, you know, I just want to help a fucking lizard out. So... That was fun. So, but before we started lizarding, Kathy, mm-hmm. now then, I'm going to give a tip to men and people that do not, or, or, or I'll say this to be politically more politically correct. If you have a partner that menstruates and you do not menstruate, there are certain rules that you do not engage. Because sometimes when people menstruate, Kathy, I'm sure you've had experience in this. Mm -hmm. Some people get a little hormonal Mm -hmm. and and they get more sensitive. They get upset easier, whatever. And that has started a lot of jokes. And a lot of people who don't menstruate, men, have (laughs) made dumb jokes at the wrong time. No. And thus received a death sentence. From said person who menstruates. So it's kind of a rule that you don't point out to somebody like because a lot of guys like a a woman will get upset about something and then the dumb guy will say, are you starting your period? You're acting like an idiot. Not the thing to say, right? Oh, boogie. Not the thing to say. So the correct way to approach things is when you see something and in the back of your mind, you're kind of like. 
she's going to start her period. You just kind of kind of be very careful how you approach that subject because sometimes it's very obvious and some women have none of those hormonal symptoms before and they just start their period and and it's you know they go through their thing and that's it. Um Mew however has this thing we're sitting in the car and she had said I think I'm going to start my period and I go okay well we'll fuck it out of you later. Um you know, <laughs> well, that's what we do. You know cuz she wants gross. to get it started so I'm like I'm just going to pound your vag really hard and usually that does the trick, right? The body's like, goes, "Ah, I better drop an egg." And it's just kind of do it. So so I kind of know and it's you know, I know the time. And so I'm looking for the signs because she does have these little moments and that you're not going to say it. You don't want to, you don't want to be like making fucked up jokes. Um, and we're sitting in the car and I'm tying the nooses and I don't know what I said. Cause we're laughing and joking and, and whatever. And I said something and she's like, <laughs> and she starts crying and her eyes water up and i'm like pumpkin what happened and she said ah, and she has this look like it's this like she's being controlled by an outside force because i can see her eyes are like what's going on and she's laughing and she's crying simultaneously at the same time and then i like pet her and i'm like okay and and then and then she kind of starts to stop crying and then she's laughing because I'm making jokes, you know, and poking her and, and she's laughing and then she starts crying again while she's laughing and laughing and crying. And and I'm just like, honey, you know, you know, this is OK, you know, because, you know, you're going to start. And and so sometimes she's like, I don't even know what's happening. Ah! And but it was just Kathy, the laughing and crying. It was like almost like the Joker was about to kill a busload of people in front mm-hmm. of Batman kind of maniacal. Mm-hmm. But but you could see behind her eyes, like she was like, what the fuck is this? Oh, believe me. The, I'm nodding my head while you're talking because I know exactly how she feels. It's like, it's like you have all your emotions, like all your emotions are mar- marbles and they're all neatly stacked in a perfect little box and you know how to handle them. And then... Once a month, your body goes insane and just rattles the fuck out of that box and you can't control it. What's happening? It's terrifying were it not for the fact that it happens every month. So we get used to dealing with it. But let me tell you, it is not fun. It didn't look fun. I mean, I I was doing my best and I could just see in that moment, it would have been so easy for me to be a dumb guy and go, fuck, man, you're unstable. Or <laughs> just something, <laughs> just something that was like, you know, this is all in your head, right? Oh, <laughs> just, my. Yeah, motherfucker, I'm unstable. I'm li- Come here. Let me show you how unstable. I'll cut off your penis. <laughs> how fast would that noose have been tied around my nutsack? <laughs> Is this all in your head, motherfucker? <laughs> so I thought it wise to just be nurturing, you know, 
just going to nurture. Very wise of you. You are a very wise man. <laughs> you know, you learn things with age, Kathy. With age, certain certain lessons learned stick. You only and, need uh, to have your nuts bashed in about 10 times before you learn that lesson. <laughs> Maybe 15, you know. Sometimes I'm a little slower. But on this occasion, I was very, very, you know, tried to just be supportive. And we did. We went and caught lizards, and it was a lot of fun. And then, you know, we got something to eat and whatever. And then I fingered her to orgasm in a cemetery. And then we just, you know, it was a very nice day. Uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. very nice That's, day. Well, you definitely sound better. I'm very happy that you're having a good day. Did you miss the fact that I said I fingered her to orgasm in a cemetery? <laughs> no, I want to fuck with you and not God damn it. On it. <laughs> you were supposed to be like, what? What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. Let me do that and then you can edit everything out. Okay, ready? <laughs> okay, go ahead. What? You fingered her in a cemetery? <laughs> yes, Kathy. <laughs> Yes, because we're kooky kids like that. Wait a minute. What cemetery did you go to? My Pokemon cemetery. Oh, I know where that is. <laughs> I do everything except mourn the dead in this cemetery, pretty much. You know, I have sex. You know, I, I catch Pokemon. Uh, well, no, I mean, I there's a cemetery by where I live, park, whatever. And it's a it's a really lovely cemetery. And it's very, you know, flat. And there's little roads all through it. And... And so I like to drive through it. I don't know why, because maybe I'm more in touch with my mortality or something like that. But it is literally one of my favorite places. I try to go through a few times a week. There's a lot of trees and shade, and it's very hot out here now. And so it's just very nice to drive through the cemetery, and the people see me. And it's like, if you're driving through and you're not visiting the dead or you're not dead yourself, then be respectful (laughs) and stay out of people's way if there's a service or whatever. And don't... for for please, if you play Pokemon Go, do not jump up and down next to a funeral and scream shiny. Just don't, just don't Boogie. do that. Tell me, don't you didn't do, do that. that. I did not, but it's That's been good. done. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I have caught shinies in the cemetery, though. I got a shiny sneeze on. I was like, oh, yeah, fuck, fuck yeah. Shiny fucking sneasel. And look around. Okay. Yes. I'm you very somber. It sounded been... like you were jacking off just then and you just <laughs> came. <laughs> Let me tell you, shiny sneasel is pretty goddamn cool. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I have like 50 of them. But uh, so, no, it, we just drove through and it's like they don't, you know, it's a big place. And so I'm like, well, I can't just start fucking you. And it was in her car because my car's dying, of course. Throw that on top of the fun. Um, so we're in her car and it's like, we can't fuck. So I'm just like, well, let's stop at the car. We'll get the Hitachi and the con- power converter to plug in the li- lighter. And uh, and then maybe I'll just finger you. And she's like, sounds great to me. And so we drove <laughs> you know, through and we looked very solemn. You know, nod. you nod a lot in the cemeteries. You go through uh-huh. and you're just like, yes, yes, people have died and we want to be respectful. Mm, look over there. There's there's more dead people. Yes, indeed. Okay, there's shade up there. Go go to that tree. And so we just go to a, a far away kind of place and just kind of she tilts to the side. Now, remember, I have never had sex in a cemetery. You know, you always hear, oh, sex in the cemetery, sex in the cemetery. And that's like a big, like, you know, I don't know. If you're not kinky, then that's like, oh, that's a hardcore big deal. But it's really not. And, you know, it's just some, you know, yeah, it's just don't get caught, you know. <laughs> <laughs> might be awkward. Uh, you know, we're celebrating life. 
<laughs> that's what we're doing. <laughs> Sorry about all the dead people. Something that's what we'll call it. <laughs> make up, make up some shit. So sure enough, I have her turn, and then I kind of lean with my other hand, and then you know, the, the, can't see down, and uh, you know, I just start working her glorious little vagina and make my fingers in and she you know the car's running so she turns on her vibrator and she has a couple really strong orgasms and she yells downward instead of throwing her head back which i guess you could maybe say from 50 feet away would look like someone was very sad about someone dying Mm-hmm. You know, like they're wailing. You know, there's mm-hmm. some people that wail when when there's a death. You're um, pushing so, it, Boogie. You're pushing it. Whatever. She <laughs> nutted. It was good. And then we went on with our silly little lives. <laughs> what did then you, you went this? you went to buy the egg bread. <laughs> then we went and bought egg bread. <laughs> she said, No, no more. No more egg bread. Just play dofus, goddammit. I <laughs> What did you do? <laughs> I got nothing to compare with that, man. Nothing. <laughs> you didn't catch no lizards? You didn't catch Creative Exploder's lizard? A creative Exploder was very tired last night. I got here and um, we had dinner. We went to the store and then we just watched anime. Uh, very bizarre anime. God, that. that I mean, anime in general is bizarre. But sure. um, he just keeps buying more anime and subjecting me to it and some of it is good and some of it isn't. But we did finish uh, Mr. Robot. I don't know if any of our listeners watched that, but that was a really Mew, great have you heard of Mr. Series. Robot? She hasn't heard of Mr. Robot. Anime. Mew was yeah. very busy with her life, I think. Mew, know, Mew has watched a lot of anime, a lot of anime, and a lot of hentai. <laughs> a lot. I wish my voice could go lower to, to, <laughs> to how emphasize much hentai, how much to emphasize how much tentacle porn this woman has ingested mentally a lot <laughs> all right that's it i got nothing else it's okay. just been a regular week <laughs> i you know get creative exploder in a car and then uh, let him finger you in a cemetery uh, I'm old. You know, I'm not like Mew. Well, but you can't. You can't get fingered in a cemetery. You're too old to to, well, to sit in a car. Well, first of all, that's he does not finger me. I mean, I think I've discussed on the show that man has little to no interest in my orgasm or my sexual gratification, except where they line up. Where he, if he can get what he wants, and as a byproduct, I get off. He's good with that. But otherwise, he's not going to go out of his way. <laughs> Damn, I know you. I know you're holding back on a lot you want to say. Right? Damn, <laughs> damn. Is that's about as nice as you can get? Is damn, damn. damn. <laughs> Fuck. That, that you're with him. So obviously he does something. And he, yeah, I mean, would you like me to counter that by discussing the things I do like? You've said things you like. Yeah, we we so. all know on the show that, he, that that there's a balance and it's some give and take. And but you do need uh, to get out there and get someone that will finger your fucking pussy in a cemetery, Kathy. Because you know well, what, you deserve it. I do deserve. Pervertedpodcast at gmail dot com. If you feel <laughs> Kathy deserves her vagina fingered in a cemetery, Mew, would you finger Kathy's vagina in a cemetery? She just nods instantly. <laughs> Tell her to eat some more egg bread. That guy helps you deal with mental herpes. Let's put a lot.
logic condom on our brain. Now we're better protected from a king shaming world. Alrighty, for your peace of mind, please know that uh, author of every post we talk about has specifically granted his permission to do so, and this week is no exception. We have a po- what? <laughs> that was great. That was your like. That was your uh, game show announcer voice. That was my Monty Hall voice. That was it. <laughs> and as a parting love gift, we will give you a lifetime supply of rice aroni, the San Francisco treat, and turtle wax car polish for that clean turtle shine. Tell them what they won, Johnny. <laughs> Tell them what they won. All right, Lady Eye. Lovely lady who gave me permission to talk about her post called Witnessing Service as Grace. And she says, I have been in need of help in varying degrees since my catastrophic back injury and subsequent surgery. It has been said that grace is something given to us by the universe to awaken us. It opens our hearts and has the capacity to come in and open our perceptions about life. This happened to me last weekend in the course of experiencing a role reversal in terms of selfless service. On Saturday, my dom took me to the local fair. He anticipated my every need and was in service to me. All day long for hours, he would push me around in my wheelchair, maneuvering me around obstacles through crowds of people and across bumpy door sills. He never uttered a single complaint. Instead, he frequently checked in with me. Was I hungry? Did I need a drink of water or a pit stop? For quite some time, I had been questioning my own capacity to serve and felt something akin to guilt that I could not physically fulfill my duty to him. But witnessing his flawless service to me gave me the insight to finally grasp what true service could be. It was energetic. It was reciprocal. It had life and love and continuity, and it cropped up in often intangible ways. Every moment that he guided me and taught me something, and I accepted it as a gift of grace, was a moment of service. Hmm. <sighs> that was quite a role reversal. That well, it. I read the the rest of the post because you you know you do the edited version, right. and she talks about service and tying his boots and putting the boot against her chest so she can feel the heartbeat. You know the you know she's a very service oriented submissive S type. So. So that's where something like this creates such a shift in how you view things, because you hear that a lot from people who are on the S side, the the submissive or service side. They're like, what do I do if I can't give service? And what happens when I need service? What happens when I need to be taken care of? And to see that that the dominant was able to just recognize this isn't this this doesn't conflict with with my dominance to be of service to somebody in need whether it's my submissive or anybody that sometimes you have to put down your role and give service to someone especially if you're in a relationship with them if you care about them if you love them even if you just respect them so to see this story turn this way reminded me so much about my shifts that go from dominant to daddy dom to pure daddy where i am doing nothing but making sure that mew or some of our other partners are just sitting comfortably and enjoying their life that none of those things challenge who i am or my authority and it doesn't mean that i'm not in control in that moment it just means that i've 
decided that I want this person to be taken care of. Right. It's a it's an odd thing. I mean, this is not something that uh, that you see crop up with um, casual play partners or even occasional play partners um, where two people, because I want to make it clear to anybody listening that uh, there's the, the more long-term committed relationships where you're in each other's lives, whether you're living with each other or not. And then there's people that play partners that you may know for a long time, but you, you come together, you play, and then you each retreat to your own lives and your lives don't really mix in. So I certainly don't want anyone listening to this to feel guilt because they don't come to the aid of a play partner every time. But but when you're in a, a committed relationship in which your lives intertwine on a daily basis and your way of the power exchange or of doing the dynamic has to change in any way, particularly is if, as you say, you're submissive and you're used to giving service, that is a tough a really tough thing to undergo. And it takes effort. I admire her for this post because it takes effort to move past your own guilt. We can so easily be mired down in our own guilt, self-shame, self-hatred and go, well, we're, we're just being a, a bad submissive and that's all there is to, there is to it. And you're not going to talk me out of that point of view, but it takes effort to push yourself out of that frame of mind and try and look at it from another point of view. And when you do, you can often find things that you, you had not contemplated or considered before, just as she did. When you're, when you're willing to push past your own guilt and feelings of, of regret or remorse, you can often find things on the other end that enlighten you just like this one did to, to see to see someone else's service to you as part of your service might seem like a ridiculous leap to someone who's never had to undergo something like that. But that's really what it is. It is reciprocal. You, it goes back and forth. It is called a power exchange. It is not a submissive giving everything or a daddy dom giving everything and the other person just laying back and taking it. Uh, it is really an exchange and it's never more apparent than in times like this when there, when that role reversal happens through life issues that you weren't anticipating. So I thought it was a great post and very brave of her um, to push herself past her own limitations to figure out where is this taking me? I think a lot of this, you know, as I'm listening to you and I was looking at my own service and my own being able to receive service, it really started to kind of sink into me that there is so much that has to do with your value of yourself and your self-worth because like you said, the guilt and stuff like that, where I don't deserve to receive from somebody that I'm supposed to be in service to, I don't know, ponder with me, ponder with <laughs> me, young Kathy, that, that, that a lot of this, that I think the more I have a relationship with myself, because I remember early in my relationship, I wanted to be the daddy and it was a very control freak kind of thing that I'm going to be the daddy and do this. And I have partners that are like, fine, by all means, make me dinner. You know, that's wonderful. But it was, I mean, it was genuine, but there was also things that I still had a lot of insecurities about receiving their service. Yes. Like when we talk about, you know, Bunny doing boot worship on me or Mew giving me rolling pins on my back or lotioning my feet. I mean, those are things that took a long time. I didn't let anybody touch me or serve me or do anything for me for a long time. I think, I don't know, maybe it was like a year, 
you know, into the relationship with Mew before I'd let her like pet my head or give me head scratches or things like that. And that was because I was still floundering in my self-worth because I had a lot of damage to my self-worth for a long time. And and then as I started to get a little stronger and believe in myself a little bit more, I was able to actually say, um, I deserve, I deserve these types of service just like they do. And it's, you're, you're hitting a good point. This is exactly what I mean when I say it's bravery. When you find a role that works for you, you feel, and, and, the longer you stay in that role, you feel very comfortable in it and you begin to do something that you don't even see happening until years down the line. You start to take refuge in that role and you don't like moving off of that role. So it takes bravery to move off of that role um, when you ha- kind of have no choice, believe it or not, because a lot of people will just sit there wallowing in their own guilt. Right. But I think it takes even more bravery when you're not forced to do it like you, and you force yourself to do it for your own personal growth. It's not an easy thing. You're used to being the daddy dime. You don't want, and you're perfectly happy. You landed on this place because that's what makes you feel comfortable um, to push yourself out of that for the sake of your relationship and for the sake of, as I said, your own personal growth. That that takes a lot of effort. It, it was it was definitely a challenge. And, and the other thing is this is a dynamic for people like you and I that are now just, to be honest, we're getting older. Mm-hmm. Catastrophic back injuries. I have chronic back issues that are daily. I am in pain daily. Sometimes you just have to be humble with the fact that things change just physically. You, Even if you're young, you can get in a car accident or you can develop some strange rare disorder that all of a sudden creates a lot of physical difficulties that you are going to need help at some point. Right. And that then that severe independence, that severe, I don't need to rely on anybody. And maybe that goes from your past and abuse and whatever, whatever it goes to, there is going to be a time in your life where you're going to need help. And are you going to be a bitch about that? Because, you know, you, you, I, I know a lot of medical people and nurses and stuff like that. And they talk about difficult patients and they don't want to, you know, do what they're supposed to do or this or that. And it's just a constant fight because it's like that two-year-old. I can do it. I, I can do it. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't move, you piece of shit. You're in traction and your legs are fucking spread. Shut the fuck up and shit in the bedpan and we'll take care of it. Ew. <laughs> it's just true. These are things that freak us the fuck out. Yes, you're right. I, I mean, I, it took me 52 years. I am finally at the point to where I can finally, because of all my like things in my head, that I'm like, if uh, I'm going to have to take the finger up the ass at some point, Kathy, I'm 52. Oh, I don't want to take the finger up the ass. I'm scared of the finger up the ass. Well, Kathy, I'll tell you what. How We're not we going both, together. No. Why don't we both go together and I put my finger up your ass and let the doctor put uh, their finger up my ass? No, Boogie, no. No? Okay. Well, don't say I, I didn't so offer. I, I, no. I feel your pain. I just feel your pain and I understand. But it's part of that just, once again, if I care about myself, if I'm working on building that relationship with myself, then I'm going to be able to say, hey, you know, as long as I can be independent, I'll be independent. To It feels good to be able to take care of myself and to be self-reliant. 
But at some point, I'm going to need help, and and it takes an honest person to just accept that help. And in this case, the poster did that. And I think, like you said, I think that was actually very courageous because she could have just as easily have shut off and had, you know, somebody else do it, you know, but she allowed her dominant to take care of her like that. Yeah. And they had a great day. I mean, look at that. You come out the other end, a better person, you enjoy it. You're not cringing the whole time because they're helping you bathe and helping you do the things that you yeah. can do. So, and yeah. I'm sure you could have just let them jack off on your tits because that makes everybody happy. Oh my God. At the end of the day in the wheelchair, you're like, I can't really do much for you, but you can jack off on my tits. I think that should just be a staple <laughs> answer. If you, you know can't what? be of service like you usually are, let them jack off on your tits. <laughs> Lady, just, I just, don't listen to Boogie. <laughs> just let, I mean, no, I'm trying to help here. Uh, you yeah, know, it's like, oh, my back hurts because you can't get the blowjob in there. You can't get on your hands and knees right now. No big deal, sir. <laughs> go ahead and jack off on my tits. I'm sure, yeah, he needs your permission. <laughs> I can either make eye contact with you or not. You want me to make a funny face to make you laugh while you nut? I can do that. These are things yeah. I can do. Find what you can do, Kathy. Be oh creative God. and exit your box, and I'm sure you're going to find fun things. Catch a lizard, jerk off in a cemetery. Do what you got to do. That's good advice for our listeners. <laughs> All these fucking cemetery managers are going to be calling the show. You don't see nothing. Have sex with the dead. It's disgusting. Oh, my God. Stop sending people to our cemetery. (laughs) Stop it. There's like 18 guys that work on the landscaping. They're like, no, send them. Really? We have cameras set up. This is great. We trim around the tombstone. We watch some people fuck, trim around the tombstone, have something to eat. It's a nice day. Uh, it's a good job. It's a good job. It's a good job. There are worse jobs to have than watching people fuck while you work in a cemetery. Oh, my God. Jerk off on your tits. 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 Dill's got the moves. Wearing motherfucking leather pants. He's the god of information. What have you got for us? You got going on. What's going on with you, Dell? I am. We, we are all waiting for Dell shenanigans, so you better not disappoint. God damn it! Well, since we last spoke, I've definitely had shenanigans, so I will not disappoint. Well, I am disappointed right now since I'm home alone. Aw. Since we've last spoke, um, we had seven out of nine people not fail at joining the Discord. But we don't care about them. We care about me and my potato mayhem news, of course. Well, welcome to the new Discordians that are in Discord land. Now let's get to Dell's shenanigans. Let's see. We put into action the, I put in quotes, soap dispenser. Um, yeah, I acquired a soap dispenser, but we filled it with lube. That's right. You were that was you that was talking about. No, was that a listener or did you come up with that? I definitely mentioned that I bought it, but I hadn't like put it into action yet, but we filled it with lube. It's quite great. And so you just you don't have to take a cap off or anything. You just lean over and go and you're ready to to lube it up. Yeah, it's just the the sensor button is so sensitive that like my cat set it off and we don't have a basin. You got one with a sensor? 
And now your cat's just swiping its paw because it's bored. <laughs> and it's just a pile of... Lo- <laughs> I can picture that. That is amazing. So far, it's only happened once, but it's a very... It's Devil's Favorite Lube, and it's quite endurable. I'm like, my bedside table is just... Very shiny still, and it's been like a week. <laughs> As I'm telling you, Dell, the second that cat figures out that that's how it works every time, you know, you know you're going to have a... I thought you just got the hand push one, but you got one with a sensor. Yeah, technology. Technology. <laughs> that's going to be great. Um, Other things of correction on the wax front. Um, It okay. was actual candle wax. My pain tolerance for... Wax is just shite. So, um, Devil did proper like shopping for specifically like BDSM wax. So that that was just me being weak sauce. That wasn't like no, the wrong no, no, candle no, no, no. Wait, wait, hang, hang, hang on a sec here. Hang on a sec here. So she got spa wax P one twenty. They got specifically. They got the correct wax that is sold by BDSM vendors. So it's the wax that's sold for that. Okay, well, hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. Okay, now I'm not. I I am not doubting that that specific vendor sold the correct wax and that they got it. But there's a lot of people that still say this is the correct wax, and it's not necessarily spa wax or P120 uh, paraffin. Sometimes they'll use no, the dripping it was, candles. It was paraffin. Well, paraffin burns. There's 17 different types of paraffin. Just because it's paraffin doesn't mean there's there's paraffin that burns and has melting. Yes, it was just it was the correct one. Uh, they, they specifically did research to make sure it was the right one. I'm okay. just a pansy, so I wanted the wait, record wait, set. Wait, wait, hang on! Whoa, 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 whoa! No, bad Dell. I'm rolling up a newspaper. Bad. Yes, your level. Hit me for shaming. Yes, my level is fine. I'm just saying, Devil didn't use the wrong one, so it's okay, not their okay. fault. It's, it's not, not my fault, fault either. I'm just no. saying. You just have sensitive skin, and, and that's okay. So there's different ways you could do it, uh, different heights that you could hold the wax. Did she did she hold higher and lower and try to, to let it cool a little bit? I just don't have any tolerance for it, honestly. That's fine. If Did you have it? I forgot to ask. Did you, um, you just had it in like a little crock pot to heat it to the temperature? Um, no. The, the, they did, were doing candle drip, so. so. Okay, well, then this is this is good. I don't know if we talked about this the last time, but candle obviously, even if it has a lower melting temperature, having it next to a flame still can heat it over that temperature to where that is now 130, 140 degrees. Uh, so maybe this would be something that you guys would melt it. You get like a little crock pot and then you can actually set the temperature much lower to the point to where it's almost gelling, like it's re-solidifying. And then that might work. Impossible. Yes. Maybe I just like the cold because I'm a frigid human with a cold heart. (laughs) Yes, Grinch. Please continue. Um, yes, we had some rope as well. I was the one roped. Um, since I'm not well-versed in ropes, so that was fun. They used me a bit of as furniture while they watched TV. They put their feet on you? Um, they used me as a plushie, and then a pillow. Oh, that's nice! Yes. Like a little Dell, a little tied-up Dell plushie. Yes. It definitely made use of, um, 
their computer has been upgraded because we performed cannibalism of my desktop computer. We put in my fancier parts in theirs. So they brought over their computer and it's now fancier now. So yay. Oh my god, that must have just been motherboards and fans and things strewn. Ab- Gosh, yeah, no, above my pay grade, let's talk sex. I'm starting to get uncomfortable. <laughs> okay, uh, there was butt plug surgery. Not the kind oh, you're thinking of. Not no, the kind no, no. you're thinking of. It well, was... well, what do you think I'm thinking of? If you're saying butt plug surgery, I'm thinking that thing got lost. Yeah, that's what you're thinking. Nope. This was the vibrator in the butt plug died, and we had to remove it from the butt plug, and it was very firmly in the butt plug. So you had to dismantle a butt plug that had a vibrator in it. So this was like a rubberized uh, silicone kind of butt plug? Yeah, it was like it's... I'm trying to think of like the anatomy of a butt plug, but you know like the where a butt plug would have a gem on it? Right, okay, in the back. Yeah, um, it had one of those um, bullet vibes in there, but it was dead. So um, we had to use like vice grips to like pull it out as the two of us. Like I was holding it and devil pulled and we slowly wiggled it out. (laughs) Butt plug tug of war. That sounds like a kink. That sounds like a great kink. Did somebody fly across the room when it uh, finally came loose? Um, that would make the story better, but no, no, that did no, not no, happen. No. So, so now, f- why did you need to take it? Were you going to replace it, or you just, just, I don't want it in there if it doesn't work? Um, the the latter, so we could okay. get a new one, um, okay. because we upgraded from their previous slightly smaller one, so we're working our way up to possibly penis size, so oh. Trump. My penis has been in butts and devil's butt, but not in a we both enjoyed as much fashion so So it's well i mean a lot of anal sex for a lot i mean i've i've done a lot of anal sex a lot of anal sex and not all jingles for anal sex yes not all of it is going to be you well you can't fuck it like a pussy because notice it has two different names it's not a pussy (laughs) so some people you can't you can't fucking ass like a pussy some people are very anal and they can open up and you can pound 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 and it's great but literally i can't tell you how many times i've had anal sex where literally it's just put the gent over time get a little bit you know maybe two inches of my dick inside there and then maybe just like light very light thrusting and then they masturbate they have a great orgasm and that is pretty much the extent of the anal forever uh on some people so it doesn't always mean that you have to do that but yeah it is nice if you can train the the butt to take a little bit more so you can get a little more fucky about it that'll be great yeah it was mostly so it's like okay so there's always the warm-up and they're like okay if we can have something closer to me size less warm-up, or that that's, I think, the the idea that is percolating that why we were switching up. But yes. Well, in that, do you, so do you have her put the butt, or, I'm sorry, do you have them put the butt plug in? Wait, is she a they or a she? A they. It's, it, devil is not attached to any gender, really. They, they prefer okay. it, but they fit my my very poor usage of pronouns very well. Okay, so, so okay, people. so, okay, sorry. I'm trying, I'm trying. Just use proper nouns. Just say devil and you're fine. Okay, devil. And De- I completely forgot what I was going to say. I'm. Oh, do you have devil? Uh, put the plug in before you you guys 
get together like a couple hours in advance or we've only done it um let's see uh i think three times so it's not like a regular occurrence so this is more of a getting them more associated with fun times and butt plugs so this is more like the long campaign not like a specific like warm-up activity at the moment for butt sex oh okay so you do that together the butt plug you put in the butt plug together and then kind of hang out with it for a little bit yeah like them cooking with butt plugs it's a bit adorable in their little outfits okay very good very good that is that is a good way to work it up yes and the final sex dale shenanigan with devil was we had um nose cum (laughs) this yeah this can't be good (laughs) uh (laughs) you know those the tv shows that always have like the gags were like no uh milk comes out your nose yeah. oh oh <laughs> yeah oh, that oh, happens oh. <laughs> <laughs> i don't necessarily like the visual that i have but it is funny so she snarfed cum or you just shot cum and it got up her nose there was a blowjob and they were on it and it didn't go down the throat it Went down a bit of the throat and up out of the nose. So she had a gag reflex when you came, or they had a gag reflex when you came, and it snarfed just like milk coming out of your nose. Yep. Did that burn and cause pain? Um, they really like pain, so I I think the answer is yes. Um, I I think it uh, apparently abated a couple of hours later. I was kept like asking, "Is like, how's the nose?" And I was like, "It stings a bit." Wow! <laughs> I gotta say, I haven't heard that one before. That's a new thing, snarf and come. A new thing for Boogie. I I have unlocked a scout badge. Bravo! Fucking achievement unlocked. So what's going on in the Discord? Yes. So in the Discord land, um. We had the call-out for if there's any interest to have our Discordian podcastians have a um, group online Minecraft server, or possibly Terraria, which for those who don't know video games is like Minecraft but 2D, um, go to our gaming channel. Um, there is interest, if there's enough of you, and then you could have reversions on Minecraft together okay this is i i'm pretty sure that mew is going to jump in on this so this there's a game for our game our, our perverted podcast listeners that don't play minecraft is this kind of old school game that's, that's still really popular and a lot of people play it so there's a group of you now that are going to try to get together so you can all play together online and of course i'm assuming talk shenanigans and uh interact in a perverted way with minecraft Yes, but there's a threshold. There must be at least three of you to make this a worthwhile, perverted endeavor. So I, I'm, I'm pretty we, we've sure we've got at least one with Mew. So other things of fun in the Discord: fish stooks, nap teas. So yes, um, everyone loves naps. Everyone loves naps more when they're woken up by blowjobs. Here, here. But everyone does not love those nap blowjobs more when they have to keep quiet because the napping was because a baby was sleeping. And the quiet was from, don't stop the baby from sleeping. But uh. then, the baby woken, and the surprise blowjob had to end. And ah, ah, God, why do people breed? <laughs> this is just, this is, this is 
This is case point proof. <laughs> Don't breed. That's awful. Crying baby. You're like in that zone. And you're like, this is great. Yeah, that's right. You like that, don't you? God, no, no, bad baby. Though in this case, it didn't end because the Zen was ruined. It was more of the the maternal unit had to leave to go to go to them. So it's like, mm, yes, double trouble there. The noise and the mouth is no longer on your penis. <laughs> oh, 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 no, there's, no, no, whoa, <laughs> all sorts of bad there. We've found Boogie's Limit. <laughs> you have, ah, ah, you, ah, it's on the mouth and you're going to go, ah, ah, you got, ah, no, next topic. I almost want to jump straight into our boogie dick topic, but we had two other things first. Jeez, I totally um, forgot about that, too. Yes, we keep our promises in Discord. Shit. Yes. And we have one Discordian who is setting up an aquarium. They got some shrimp, and uh, they got a, di- a specific uh, shrimp species, so now that they know that they have different genders, they're really hoping that the shrimp fuck, so they're going to have more shrimp. They gotta make, like, little candlelight and create an environment for the shrimp. Put on some berry white. Shrimp loving. Ah, that's a shrimp loving. They maybe pour just, like, a cap full of wine in the water to just get the shrimp a little loaded. So they're like, hey, baby. Yes. I know the word is shrimp, but this thing's huge. Take it, bitch. (laughs) No? Uh, No, that's great. You gotta set up. You totally need to make, like, cool jazz boogie shrimp fucking music so they can just play it. It will totally help. That is the next jingle I'm going to work on. Music to shrimp fuck by by Count Boogie. Ah, but, yes, I think it's definitely important that um, the shrimp that they procured were different genders because if they're the same, there could be all the shrimp fucking, but there'll be no spawn. So the spawning is the important bit. Our last on the Discord itself thing, um, besides we entered the dick and memes, um, I remembered the word. Um, I, I just couldn't pronounce it because when I when you were spelling it out, I'm like, what word is that? The uh, it, it's um, a hentai term when um, like a person's orgasming and their like eyes are blank and rolled up and their like tongues out. Um, uh, the the good it, spot. Yes, uh, it, it's like spelled A H E G A O. I can't, I can't speak Japanese well, so I don't want to oh, okay. slaughter, slaughter that word. But it's um, we had a challenge of that on the Discord of who could make the best face of that. We only had O-face one taker. Challenge. Yeah, we had O face challenge. We had one taker, so they won by default. But we might have a second go of it. So if you want to make the best O face. There's a challenge on Discord for it. You can wear a mask, I take it. Um, Does that, is I, that a problem in Discord because people, you know, don't want to be seen or they don't want other people they're talking to to see them? So when people go on, like, video chat and stuff like that, do some people wear masks? I've yet to join much in our now voice or video chat. Um, I imagine if you want to hide your face, that is totally chill and dandy. Um, it might be hard to make an O face through a mask, but... It, it, it can be attempted. You're like, look, trust me, guys, this looks really good. I, I am so, my O face is incredible. Yes. 
All right, fine. Let's get this over with. So, do you, do you want to give the setup of why we have Boogie Dick in my Discord? <laughs> so, I go into the Discord every now and again, and then I get scared that I don't belong there, and I say hi, and I leave because I want to say hi to people in the Discord because it's become this entire entity, like a church of their own, of the subfamily kind of thing, and people are getting very close and they enjoy each other. So every now and again, I just like to type and say, hi, you know, buggy here. And I don't know. I was in some weird mood and I just wanted people to get a chance to troll me because I know it's fun for them. So I'm like, okay, if you could do anything you wanted to my dick, what would it be? No limits. Go. And I left and forgot <laughs> that I even said it. And I made sure that we remembered. Apparently they didn't forget. So what types of things, I'm just looking forward to this, did people want to do to my penis, my poor little ween? Um, we'll leave the, the nice one to leave you on a good note. But um, various things we had. On the silly, we had um, pretend it's a gear shift. Ah! Um, I do ma- that sometimes, though. <laughs> like up, down, up, down, left, just, right. Just laying by myself, you know, when there's a boner, I'm like, hey. <laughs> So it's it's boring sometimes. Life's boring. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, and if a uh, gear shift wasn't bouncy enough, someone suggested springy door stoppers, <laughs> which I, <laughs> which I would imagine would be your dick being the door stopper, not slamming it in a door. <laughs> that that could be its own kink, but I don't think wow. you'd want to do that one. <laughs> Why do you have to escalate like that? <laughs> We're still talking about my junk here. That's. It was cute when it was like, and you're like, no, no, let's just slam it in a door. Like in, uh, what was it, uh, not Pulp Fiction, uh, Kill Bill, when she slammed the guy's head in the door when she was escaping from the hospital that she was in a coma in. Yeah, That's that's my penis. Great. Thank you, Uma Thurman. (laughs) Um, Another one was users... A strap clamp or a ratchet clamp, which uh, I, I don't think was actually required for the specific scenario. It wasn't meant to cause pain. It was meant to keep it still at the base because they wanted to utilize a clone a willy. And then um, <laughs> clone your penis into a unicorn horse head mask and gift it to Mew. That is a lot of visual there. That is, you're going to make a clone of my penis, which would just be basically a scared, half-flaccid lump of uh, clone-a-willy mold. And uh, so it's like, I mean, I would love to say that, because I've always thought about that. I'm like, oh, you know, you know, you hear the old rock history. There was the two ladies that they got penis molds of like all the great musicians like Jimi Hendrix and you know other people like that um, and they have stories about all the different people all the 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 penis owning uh, musicians from the 60s and 70s that they did and so you're like oh that'd be kind of funny and cool to do and then they got clone a willy so you could actually do it and I'm like I don't think I'd be able to stay nearly erect enough to have that thing set yeah, it. Um, I've done it once. I uh, want to do it again because um, Devil misses this dick of Dell. Um, but <laughs> you're so into you. Yes, so into me. But um, it's kind of hard to actually like mold it yourself. It's kind of a two person operation. So okay. I've not 
uh, gone and done it. But um, someone else said that, but then just gifted to Kathy. I don't think she would even... I think it would literally be one of those things she'd throw up both hands in those jazz hand disgusted fingers and be like, <laughs> yeah! And just yeah. like run away. Yeah, no. Probably not. Like, <sighs> maybe if Mew used it on her, but still probably no. Other suggestions we had turn your dong dapper with a top hat, googly eyes, and a mustache, and a bow tie. Lots of things in that. <laughs> when the clock strikes, half past six, babe, googly eyes. That would work. I could see yes. that. Another googly eyes and paint lipstick on your hand, and on your thumb and index finger to do like a voice up over. And then you could do daddy story time from your penis. <laughs> okay. Okay. That works. That works. That's not painful and threatening like a door slam. Yes. Not not painful or threatening like someone who just emotes picking up a knife sharpener and is like, hmm, not sure. I have an idea or two. I'm like, oh, God, nope, run away. Why? <laughs> Why? I have enough problems. You don't have to cut it off. <sighs> I mean, it might be easier. And who knows? Maybe having a vag would be cool. I don't, I don't know. Then you could have a detachable penis that never get... That, then you don't have to have the meds or that surgery that you're debating. That is true. You know what? And there's a part of me that likes that idea because I, you know, I'm not super concerned with like getting off or whatever when I'm fucking. I like it to be about the other person's reaction, but I do like feeling something. So I could, I could intellectually, like if I had gotten some accident and my penis fell off and they put that there, that would be the route I would go. But I, I still like kind of, you know, being able to feel stuff. Well, we could do the creative merge two of these and, like, clone a whaley and just have that in your butt plug while you don't have a penis. Wait, well, huh? Like, you, you, never mind. It's too, it's too involved. Moving on. Um, <laughs> to end on the, the nicest suggestion was... Uh, I'll do this. Uh, someone's was, I might be a little sex-depraved at the moment. I would lick and use my hands all over the shaft and balls and make you feel glorious. <laughs> well, that is very nice. Whoever whoever offered offered something nice after people want to cut it off, slam it in doors, and use it as a gear shift. I'm glad the internet has brought you joy and fear. Sometimes love is less than nice. You may need some fucking advice right now. Right now. Right now. Right, right now, now, baby. Woo! Right now for a moment. That's a, <laughs> I really did not like Van Hagar, Kathy. I'm just letting you know. No, me either. I, musically, it was okay, but it just didn't have that fucking asshole dick lead singer attitude that David you, Lee Roth can just you need put off. A, a lead singer who's an asshole dick. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with Sammy Hagar. They were good songs. I just didn't, you know. And plus, you know what happened with Van Halen is that they were so fucking vocal about all their po internal politics and they didn't want to fucking hear it. Yeah, it was very drama. It was very like it, it, you started getting that high school drama thing. And it's like, I get it. You guys fucking hate each other. Just shut the fuck up. And I mean, the stage is big enough. You don't have to stand next to each other. Just go up and I mean, but also I also understand if you can't work with people, you got to go. Yeah, but just you shut up go. about it. I don't want to hear all the minutia of your internal drama. Yeah, I can I can go with you on that. It's kind of why like why I I respect Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin because he just literally says I don't want to do oldies. 
I, I do. I want to do new music. Uh, we did Led Zeppelin. It was magical. Bonham died. He was great friends with John Bonham, and it just didn't feel like the same band. So let's move on. And then he went on and did shit with Alison Krauss and won Grammys and did a lot of music. So even though I would love, I would like a dream come true to see a Led Zeppelin show before I die. I saw him with Alison Krauss. They did some fucking Zepp songs. He did Battle of Evermore and Hey Hey uh, Black Mountain Woman. Uh, you know, so that was cool. But I respect people that can say, hey, I'm sorry, fans, but I can't work with these fucking idiots anymore. Yeah. I get it. It's okay. I totally get it. Yeah. Sometimes because you wouldn't do it. What? You wouldn't do it. I mean, some people do. Some people hate each other and they're like, it's a big stage. Just you keep to your side. I'll keep to mine. We don't have to talk. We got a, we got a fucking catalog of 900 songs. We're not going to write any new ones. We'll do these. We'll stay the fuck away from each other. The fans will be happy. We'll get money. Move on. Yeah. Everyone's jerk off on my tits. Oh, jerking off on tits. Jerk off on my Kathy. (laughs) What? When it's my time of dying. Another uh-huh. great Led Zeppelin song, by the way. Oh, In my time of dying, want nobody to know. You can't let me jerk off on your tits. If you're dying, you're not going to be able to jerk off on Take my tits. My, but how do you know? I could jerk <laughs> off on your tits while I'm dying. <laughs> I mean, why does every death have to be like, you know, just decomposing while you're breathing? That's the definition of death, man. <laughs> no, it could mean something stops. Like oh. it could be like a... The end. Fini. Oh, my God. That's Wait, were it. we going to talk about something? We were. We did the some fucking advice jingle, man. I'm on a boat. How, we, how does this happen? We go off topic all the time. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat, <laughs> bitch. You're on a boat, there's egg bread, and there's jerking off on someone's tits. Hi, Mew. It's so cute. Mew, No more egg bread, Mew. Oh, shit. What? You didn't set a timer, did you? Okay. That was a laundry. Okay. Go do your laundry. All right, you ready? Yeah, Kathy. Oh, wait, wait, we're doing a show? Yes, we're doing a show. All of a sudden, I start doing domestic stuff with Mew, and I'm like, wait a minute, did you get laundry? She's like, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll go put it in the dryer. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, that's right, Kathy, show, perverted podcast. (laughs) Yeah, you see that big red light on Zencast. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Kathy, it's been a wonderful couple of months. I sure has. I got Creative Explorer in the next room who who sleeps through all of this versus last week when I recorded I was at home and you made me do that fucking heavy metal yell, rebel yell in the middle of the show. Which was something. great, by the I way. I woke up everybody in the house. <laughs> that is what a rebel yell does. No, then I, I walk into the living room later in the morning and they both look at me. I'm all sorry. They're all, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the show must go on. We all must make sacrifices for a perverted podcast. And if I must do a heavy metal car in the middle of the morning and wake you up, then that is the sacrifice that we must make, God damn it. For our listeners. That's right. Because they're very, very special. Yes, they are. Thank you, Headley. Thank you, patron subscribers. And thank you, listeners. Love you all. If there were, is there like I want to give them big wet sloppy kisses. Is there like a, a a glory hole for kisses? 
Is that such? Is that a thing? A kiss's glory hole? Yeah, I'm sure yeah. there is. <laughs> we'll just call it a herpes one hole. <laughs> Step right up here. After 10,000 of these, you should be able to get yourself a good old batch of herpes one. <laughs> just like grandma used to give you when you were a kid. I'm co- thoroughly convinced that a relative of mine gave me herpes because. Well, that's what it is. We no, it's one of those things, Kathy. That uh, who was it? Was it somebody came on the show and made some mention? Was it? Was it? I I don't want to say the name because I don't know if that was her name, but I think she gave us a lot of lube or rubbers or something. Um, and she all of a sudden just dropped that bomb. And I was like, what the fuck? And she's like, yeah, well, you know, you have adults and they're always fucking kissing babies and they have herpes on their mouth and they don't care. Yeah. They just, I love babies. And they kiss the babies. And then magically at eight years old, these kids are showing up with cold sores. It's because your fucking herpes farm relatives are giving it to the kids. We didn't know that back then. Nobody really understood. Yeah, well, we know that now, and everyone's still doing it. You see it all the time. Oh, giving me the baby. I kiss it. (laughs) That's so cute. (laughs) So cute to the baby. (laughs) Don't mind my my, my lip. It's it's an open wound. Looks like I got a shot in a World War II. Let me kiss your face. Totally sound like a an Italian like a grandmother, like an Italian grandmother going, "Ah, give me the bambino! I kiss the bambino! <laughs> I kiss you! Come here, no, grandma, it's okay." So stop Back kissing off. babies. Oh, it's like Eddie Murphy on his stand up. Come give your aunt Bunny a big kiss, baby. Jesus. <laughs> Say no to sloppy herpes relatives kissing your fucking kids. And we move further and further away from some fucking advice. No, I think this was the warm up because this is an important. This is an anonymous, uh, but it was it was a fantastic question. Let's get to it. Herpes farm. All right. Somebody wrote to us and this was they wanted to remain anonymous, which we 100 percent respect. And they said, my past experience has been pretty bad. My ex took advantage of me, claiming that she was polyamorous, but demanding that I stay monogamous. In addition, she offered no communication and no guarantee of safety when she went off to fuck her fling of the week. Now, that was over a decade ago, but I'm now giving it a shot with two wonderful women who both have more positive experience in poly than I do. But it's been dragging up old unresolved feelings and hangups. So how do you resolve feelings from an emotionally abusive past in order to better move forward toward a healthy poly relationship? Oh, 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 oh. Yes, Boogie. Oh, oh. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Kathy. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I have an answer. And, Stop it. Uh, you're freaking me out. Yeah. <laughs> first of all, if I could rub your shoulders after class, that would be very good. Oh, my God. Uh, I would like to quote Bill Murray from a famous movie called What About Bob? Uh-huh. Baby steps. Baby steps. Baby step into the elevator. Baby stepping across the room. Baby stepping back into Polly. Baby steps. Baby steps. Each step gives evidence that 
leads to the next step and the next step. As long as every step you acknowledge that that is a good baby step. I love that movie for that purpose because that really was something that I use in my life endlessly. You have a trauma. You have you have a net. I'm getting excited and knocked my mic over. Um, <laughs> you know, this is good. I know about this because almost identical when I uh, I had a situation very similar to that where I was unable to have partners and, and whatever. And my other partner would go and kind of play with people. And then when I'm like, well, I'm interested in playing, it would be met with all this sensitivity and, you know, uh, uh, you know, just, which is once again, they're honest feelings. And if you talk about them as honest feelings, it's like, okay, fine. But it, it was kind of negative and it did create some damage. Um, and that was something that I needed to baby step through with new partners and as long as i can keep in my mind this is not that person and i've done that in a lot and i'm sure you've done that too where you you have similar kind of sense that trigger an old feeling and you literally have to remind yourself this is not that person Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a different person just because they said the same word or the same phrase. It does not mean, but it also doesn't mean that that's not a real trigger and that's not a valid feeling. So for our anonymous person, this is a fantastic opportunity for you to disclose to your partners uh, a little bit about that past and to say, these are the triggers that I have. You don't even have to go into a lot of detail if you don't want to talk about it. But to let them know, I had a situation like this. Can you guys work with me and help me be aware of when I am looking at you as though you are that last person? Right. Good. I, I've also seen that movie. Uh, I love the whole baby steps. Thing. Baby steps. <laughs> Into the elevator. I did the work. I made it. I need. I need. I need. <laughs> Bill Murray, Richard Dreyfuss, that's a good movie. (laughs) All right, so I feel the same way. I totally get it. I understand his issues uh, because you're going to get triggered and you're going to carry that baggage. Well, you're going to get hurt. You're going to carry that baggage into the next relationship and then you'll get triggered. Uh, Your partner will unknowingly do something that makes you, that immediately pushes you back into the past and you think it's the same situation. You can't help that. That's it. like you say. It's like a sense memory. It just happens. The, the the certain words, a certain inflection of the voice, a way they're speaking, or even the words, the the things that they're they're asking of you. Um, it is baby steps, and you have to have perseverance. I mean, nobody likes to hear that. You have to have the strength to push forward, and to fall flat on your face and get back up. That's what baby steps are. And then you start again taking the little steps again. And I mean, the amount of times that I've had issues with something that Creative Explorer and I have done or the way he's talked to me or the things he's asked of me and uh, I'll have to stop and go, okay, I'm going to confess something that's embarrassing. I don't like doing it. I don't like putting myself in this position, but I'm going to do it anyway. What you said just triggered me based solely on these things that happened in my past. So I need to work on it. And if I need to work on it, that means that you by default are along for the ride. And if you can help me, that would be great. And a lot of times I don't know where the end is. I mean, that sounds all wonderful what I just said, right? It sounds unemotional right. and um, concise and nobody's upset and nobody's crying. But usually I'm crying 
and I don't like the way it makes me feel. And I don't have an out. I don't have an answer at the end of it. All I do is bring it up and say, I'm, I'm in turmoil. I don't know how to get myself out of this. And either together we'll figure it out or, or in our talking, it makes me like, you know, get rid of that poison inside of me, leach it out. And I will find my own answers. And more often than not, that's what happens. We, he's a great talker and, and, and we love analyzing shit and going over it and we'll, we'll figure out what it was and I'll immediately go, oh shit, I know what it is. Oh, well, a minute you said this, that's what happened. So maybe if we can avoid that, those words or something while I work past this, uh, it's not an easy thing to do. You know, you've got this great relationship and suddenly it's being sullied by the, this horrible relationship in the past. It's infuriating to have that happen, to know that that person in your past has that much power over your present and they're ruining something that could be really good. That alone is enough motivation to get me to work past it. Absolutely, because it's your issue at that point. The blame is secondary, tertiary. It, it, it You know, because I know people... And I myself have stopped going forward in my life because I'm still busy blaming people from my past. What happened is what happened. Right or wrong? Who is wrong? What what part did I have in it? What part? Fuck all that shit. You're here now and you're faced with this new opportunity that has some potential to be really cool, to be a really good part of your life. You are in charge of this moment. Not them, not the people from your past. And every time that you feel a little shitty, it's not going to do anything to go back to the past and bring up that blame. All that matters is your new partners and working with them to get yourself in a place to where you can do the thing that's really good and be a benefit to your new partners. And the more you share with your new partners, the more it empowers them because everyone has their own feelings of insecurity and guilt and confusion. Why is this happening? Why are they talking like this? I, you know, this, this shouldn't be, I don't, this isn't my intention. I don't know why they're feeling this way. And the more you empower them to understand that this trigger isn't about them. Like with Mew, Mew is really, really good at knowing this isn't about me. Daddy's just fucking nuts. And he's spinning off into his all. None of this is about me, nor is it directed. And that gives her the ability to just say, you know, I'm here for you and and I know you're suffering. Let me know what I can do. And if not, is it okay if I just go play fucking Dofus? (laughs) <laughs> while you have your breakdown. <laughs> well, I, I, and it's true, though. At some point, you know, you can offer help and whatever, but the person, like Anonymous, you're the one that has to get through your own shit. Your partners can create an environment for you that says, we're not going to take it personally. Let's keep communicating through this. Let's work through the triggers. And then at that point, it's like, okay, I'm not here to fix you. That's called codependency. You got to fucking put on the pants and take care of your your problem yeah i mean let's just say the unpopular thing to say um there's a limit to your partner's involvement in your own personal growth yeah you have to take on that that shit for yourself so there yeah creative explorer does help me a lot but ultimately i have to be brave enough to put push past it myself because in the times when he and i aren't together that demon is still in my head and i when i'm alone i have to have the strength to push it out 
Otherwise, it's not going to work. You're just doing it for someone else. So I think it's right. a great question. Very brave to ask it. Yeah, we could take 10 shows on that because that's just super common. Super, yeah. super. That is something a lot of people go because we, you know, especially once you get past 30, you've had a few relationships. Not all of them have gone great. And so you got some baggage. Baggage is just a part of life. If you've actually lived life and tried to take some adventures, you're going to have some baggage and some of that is going to drag. So dealing with your baggage is just a part of being an adult. Yeah. I don't like adulting, though. I'll just admit that right now. You know, it'll fix it. No jizz on my boobs. Come on. What? (laughs) You can't go shower. Don't be a prude. Come on. Look, I'm totally like tit jizz shaming you right now. I just want you to know. That's okay. I can take it. I'm used to it. I've known you for a long time. Come on. All the cool kids are taking jizz on their boobies. Come on, Kathy. You want to be one of the cool kids, don't you? I do want to be a cool kid. If that's what it takes, you can jizz on my boobies. That's like my whole childhood. If everyone jumped off a cliff, would you jump off a cliff? Look, a cliff and jizz on your tits. I'll take the jizz on my tits. Oh, my God. There's logic there. What? I don't know. I think if you stuck a bungee cord on me, I'd rather have the cliff. I know for a fact the bungee cord would not hold me. Would and definitely I would be not that hold video me. Where I'm about and I'm like, okay, I'm going to jump. And there's people standing around going, you sure you want to do this? Even the company, they're just like, God, this is a lawsuit waiting to happen. Why are you using seven bungee cords on me? <laughs> bungee cord on a fat person. No, <laughs> it's not going to work. <laughs> literally a chunk of the bridge just fucking pulls away. And it's like a fucking Warner Brothers cartoon where the fucking thing goes and then I go all the way and I smack into the bottom and then the fucking bridge smacks down on top of me like Wiley Ew. Coyote. Stop it. Boobies, 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 Let's do an end show. Yay! That's Premier Podcast number 263. This show has been brought to you by the lovely people who support us on patreon.com forward slash perverted podcast. And this week we send a special shout out to our newest supporter, Mix Damey. Woo! Yay! Thank you! Write to us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. Just reach out, damn it. Give us your questions, your thoughts, share some kinky stories, or tell us about your lives. From bad advice to your weekly dose of absolute nonsense, we hope you tune in next week and check in on us. <laughs> That's great, Kathy. Thanks for that. And we'll be really happy to see you coming at us again in show 260. Jizz on your tits for. <laughs> No more jizz on the tits. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I've never had that happen to me, and I would love to have jizz on the tits. I really would. In fact, now I can't stop thinking about it. 
And I would love to have jizz on the tits. I really would. In fact, now I can't stop thinking about it. I would love to have jizz on the tits. Jizz on the tits. Jizz on the tits. I would love to have jizz on the tits. I would love to have. I would love to. I would love to have jizz on the tits. Damn, Kathy, my brain just split when you said that you dreamed of jizz on your tits. You're so naughty and wild and reckless. I'd love to give you titties a fat pearl necklace. Jizz on the tits. Jizz on the tits. Now I can't stop thinking about it. I would love to have jizz on the tits. I really would. In fact, now I can't stop thinking about it. Now I can't stop thinking about it. I would love to have jizz on the tits. I would love to have jizz on the tits. I would love to have jizz on the tits. Now I can't stop thinking about it.